Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to send you a copy of our brand new book, The Practical Agency, written specifically to help creative agency owners go beyond the creative side and build systems to simplify and quickly scale their agency to $100,000 a month. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash practical agency to claim your free copy. And now for the show. Lead generation and sales is typically one of the top things that the vast majority of agencies are talking about as far as what they need in order to grow and scale. And there's multiple different stages of this component, but ultimately you are going to need a simple, structured, and repeatable process that allows for you or your sales team to understand exactly what they need to succeed. And your process needs to be accessible, it needs to be well understood, so that every single person that is involved in your sales process keeps things consistent for that prospect and potential future client, making sure that you're not creating more friction in that sales process. So let's talk about the different stages to begin with of sales scale. So I hear so incredibly often that agency owners, one, do not like sales. And the reason being for the vast majority of people is that they feel that in order to be a salesperson that they have to put on this sort of other persona, they have to be this other person. And that could not be further than, from the truth, really, is that if you are the agency owner, you have these years of experience and so much incredible value that you could be providing to your ideal client. And you're not if you're trying to actually look to convince them. The concept here is that you don't actually want to convince anyone. You actually just want to provide them with value. And if they are going to work with you, they are. And help them understand how that is a potential. What is the potential for them in solving this problem? What does that look like? How does it work? What would it, what would it do? What is the true potential for them? And what is the possibility? So, so incredibly often, you have someone coming in with a preconceived idea because they've done research online. They've heard a colleague doing something. And they've gained some piece of information that has them wanting to go down a specific strategy. And it may or may not work for them. And you need to be able to point them in the direction of ultimately what is best suited for their current place in time and whether it's actually useful for them. So, so often, and the reason why I'm saying all this is that so often because of the negative feeling that agency owners have around one lead generation and sales, aside from the fact that they're so incredibly busy working on client work half the time, that one of the things that they look to do is I just need to get someone doing lead generation and sales full time. So one of the mistakes that's done here is that they're having someone looking to do the full cycle, generating leads, selling those clients, creating proposals, making the closed sale, bringing them on as clients, and trying to do the entire cycle. And quite frankly, it doesn't work. I have never seen it work in any agency that way unless it's the owner. So on top of that is that you actually should not be doing this and actually looking to remove yourself into a minimum of 5 million revenue. And typically over seven is the place that you start to make an augmentation and bring others to actually take over your sales process. Sure, you may have someone taking over lead gen before then, and that's totally fine. But the sales component typically is the owner for a while. 
And up until that point, you're refining your system, you're refining your process, you're making sure that you can articulate value, and you're doing things in an authentic way. And so once you start to get there, and I want to walk you through what you want to be considering, what you want to be doing, and how you want to start thinking about setting up that sales system so that it's well-refined by the time you get to that stage of growth and you're able to actually make that augmentation. So what I want you to do in the first step is really starting to develop a clear and repeatable process, building a consistent sales system that allows for each person to understand and for you to understand exactly where someone is in that sales cycle, what is the, the thing that they need to learn about at this stage in the cycle, and essentially having a, a script. So depending on the call, if you're having an initial qualification call, sort of 15 minutes, having a short qualification call script that you follow is very important. Making sure that you're able to provide value will also confirm that they're a potential client that you can actually help them and do so in an excited, eloquent way. The discovery call, which is one of the biggest components to a sales process where someone actually gets to, to trust you and be able to create some emotional safety with you, is in the discovery call. And one of the things here that's really important is that I so often in the first agency I ever worked at, and you may have heard this story before, but the first agency I ever worked at, I was in um, the first sales meeting for an agency. And after the client left, the team was like, you know, rocking their fists saying, hell yeah, we did so well. That's amazing. We definitely sold that client. They're really excited. And just lifting themselves up and telling them how awesome they were. They were telling themselves this. My response to them was, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I was in the same meeting as you because the client looked completely bored. They did not end up becoming a client. They were indeed bored. They were not engaged. There was not communication. There was not conversation. And I mean, think about it this way, really. If you were to be meeting someone for the first time and all they did was talk about themselves and how cool they were and how awesome they were and all the things that they've done and why you care about them and why you want to be their friend, how fast would you be running out of that door? How much would you actually want to get to know this person more? You absolutely would not. Not even a little bit. That is, and that's what the vast majority of agencies are doing. They have a quote-unquote strategy session conversation and then they just talk about themselves for an hour pitching the client of why they're awesome and how cool they are and why they do good things and why they're the best of the world at what they do. And there's no relationship being built. And people ultimately buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And if you're not building any of that with them, then you're not going to make the sale. And if you do, you're not going to do it in a way that allows for you to have a long-lasting, meaningful partnership with them. I'm going to add this little asterisk here that depends on the size of company. If you're working with enterprise size clients, the augmentation is a little bit different. They still need to know, like, and trust you. But the way that you go about this is a little different. You have procurement trying to remove the emotional, emotional buy and all of that. And effective or ineffective, we can argue that point. You need to make sure that they reach what is referred to as conceptual buy-in. And they've made the emotional decision to work with you. They haven't decided that they can afford you. They haven't decided that they are going to necessarily work with you. Then you have both the emotional buy and the analytical buy that comes later on. The, the, the next thing that I want to really start for you to, to think about here now is you need to start thinking about activity-based selling here and really understanding what and not to be focusing on the goals of, hey, I've got a revenue goal of X 
and not saying that that's not important, it absolutely is. You should have those goals and, and know what they are. But you need to break down what exactly is the activity. And so I talk about this quite often about the idea of interdependence and understanding that if I take X action, then I can have Y result. And the exact same principle applies here is that if you know that if I do this many, I send out this many emails, I'll generate this many leads. If I have this many calls, I should generate this much revenue. This is my average close rate. This is how long it takes to close a deal. This is the size of deal results in this much of a higher close rate. Like you can start to analyze the information that you're collecting in every single sales call. But in order to do so, you first have to do it in a very programmatic way. And making sure that you understand what activity you're taking is ultimately allowing for you to be able to get there. And so understanding what those activities are. So you can take the pressure off of your sales team or even yourself and thinking, I just got to sell, I just got to sell, I just got to sell, rather than I need to do this action today. If I do this action today, I know that I'm going to hit my goal. And it removes this lo this lofty weight of the world type feeling on yourself by actually looking at the actions that you need to take today that allow for you to have that end goal. And so look at what activities are actually enacting that and having that, that outcome that you're looking for. If you don't have some type of CRM, that's very important here. At the very least, you need to be tracking it in some type of spreadsheet, ideally in a CRM, because it just makes your life a whole hell of a lot. And so essentially bringing me to my next point is that ultimately finding technology that scales with you. I'm not saying that I want you to go spend hours and hours and hours. I think want to say my implementation of my CRM HubSpot took us and the team company wide somewhere in the 100, 150 hours, maybe more to implement fully. I'd have to look at the time data from many years ago. It's a large investment into getting that, but incredibly meaningful now for me because I know exactly what happens and who's more likely and why they would and what types of information needs to be served to them and all sorts of things that allow for it, me to have a much more meaningful understanding of what's happening and be able to project out future revenue in a meaningful way. But you do want to have technology that's ultimately going to scale with you. Make sure that you know what you want to be tracking, what activities you're currently doing, what information is going to be useful, and so that you're actually creating a tool and implementing a tool that is going to grow with you. I'm not saying you need to find a tool that you're going to be utilizing 10 years from now, but at least for the foreseeable future, talking three to five years out. I don't want you to go, if right now you have no CRM tool, you're not tracking anything, and then you're going to go buy a system like HubSpot that's in the $15,000, $20,000 a year, likely not the best thing for you to start with, but looking at how can you be setting up something that is going to have that meaningful information that allows for you to actually truly scale. The next piece is you know having information that allows for you to be able to make proactive decisions. Right? So these KPIs that allow for you to understand what's happening and predict and address any issues that are coming up for you. Right? Let's say that lead volume has been down for the past 30 days, or your, your sales cycle has been extended for some reason, which I'm actually seeing right now happening more and more for lots of agencies. The sales cycles are getting a bit longer. People are being a little bit more cautious in spending. They are still buying. They're just making, and the close rates haven't changed. I haven't seen, but the timeline to close has been longer for many agencies, at least for my clients, may or may not be the case for you, but would be an interesting figure to look at if to see if that's happening for you. But understanding these types of things, right? What is the average days to close? What is the average deal value? How many deals do I have in the pipeline? What is the value of those of those deals? And what is the weighted value? Things like that, that you can be tracking that understands where you are today, 
and whether that information is going up or down, whether those KPIs are improving or getting worse, so that you understand, all right, I need to start making financial decisions, hiring decisions, marketing decisions, sales decisions. What do I need to do to make an augmentation to what it is that I'm doing that allows for you to actually accomplish your long-term goals as well? And ultimately, you know, you, many of you, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, if you've encountered any of my content, you clearly know that I'm a very data-focused person. And I believe data to be the core of every decision that you should be making. And not every decision, I would say the vast majority of them, because sometimes it's just, hey, I want to have this life. But from this, this standpoint, I do not believe in making decisions based on feeling. It needs to be based on trackable metrics, understanding patterns, understanding the data, trusting in that data that guides the decisions that you're making and allows for you to be able to understand fully what you're doing. So what I would what I would do if I were in your shoes, I would be doing a couple of things. I'd first list out what exactly are the stages of my sales cycle? What are the different touch points that I actually have with clients? How many meetings should I be having? Knowing, by the way, that the larger value contracts, the more touch points that you have, the more likely you have to close. So you can build in shorter meetings, more of them that allow for you to be able to build a more relationship familiarity with that prospect that allows for them to be more likely to know, like, and trust you. So you can build those types of things in. So making sure that ultimately you're able to build out that journey, understand what that looks like, and then start to build off of that journey what exactly are the metrics that you're looking at. You do have the very typical ones of pipeline value, weighted value, average days to close, your closure rate, things like that. And ultimately, I would also suggest you break it down by the source of that traffic, or at the very least, the source of the lead, I would say, whether it's a referral, a cold lead, an inbound lead, warm lead, that sort of thing. But you, at the very least, you want to break it down between existing business and new business because the deals, the way that they close and the, the the timeline to close is typically very different in those two different categories and making sure that you have the distinction between the two. I want you to think about that. And then I also want you to think about where are you today? Where are you in your growth? Where am I in revenue? And how am I actually feeling about sales? Do I dislike sales? I just don't like sales. Or do I not like sales because of what I tell myself I have to be to be a salesperson? I fundamentally and fully believe that the best way to be a great salesperson is to be authentic, to be valuable to your clients, to be really a meaningful advisor, and really be able to help people. In conversations that we have with people on an ongoing basis, I mean, and some of you may have experienced this, and there's people that we'll talk to that absolutely are not ready to work with us. And while we could, in theory, sell them, because, you know, we are, I would say, fairly adapt salespeople, but we don't, because I don't find that to be ethical, because it would be more damaging than good to them at the stage that they're at. So we give them advice, go do X, Y, Z, and right now you're not ready, and here's why, and here's what I want you to do, so that when you are ready, we can have a conversation then, should you want to. We're not a pressure sales shop. I would never suggest that you be either. I'm not into it. I don't believe in it. I wouldn't want it. I want to provide people with value. I want to have my business have meaning and impact. 
on people's lives. And I would imagine that you do too. So provide that value. Have the conversation. Don't be pushy because people will gravitate towards you when you're just wanting to help. And if they see that really heart-centered, that I know this industry to be, I work with so many incredible heart-centered agency owners that just care deeply about the work that they do, incredibly passionate about their work and the impact that they have on their clients and pivot from there, pivot from value, pivot from help, and you will do a phenomenal job in sales. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char- typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program.